Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With Call, Meet, and Message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. RingCentral, simpler communications. This is a production of ITM Media. Hello again to all the race fans out there on this episode, another episode, I should say, of Rambling About Racing. Matt Beamer, Charlie Herkus here as always, where you're hopefully going to have Preston Lude coming in later in the show to wrap up Las Vegas and get everybody ready for the Phoenix races this weekend in the NASCAR series, man. But I had a little brain fart there, but Charlie, man, how's it going? Uh, going good, man. It is race week for myself. Oh, that's even bigger news. So, yeah. Pretty much finished up the car this past weekend. Uh, we got a few nitpicky things to finalize these next couple of days. Try and hopefully get a practice, practice session in Wednesday night. I'm not too worried about it. If we don't, we'll do what we got to do uh, good, Friday man. when we get there. So. Nice. Man, that's exciting stuff, man. I, I know you're anticipating waiting on that first lap of the season to get, get past you to get the butterflies out of your stomach and stuff. But real quick, man, how do you prepare mentally for a race? You just had like a long off off season, and I know NASCAR drivers, IndyCar drivers, Formula One drivers go through this, but we overlooked the short track racers there. But what, what do you do to mentally prepare for a race weekend? You know, I, I don't know. Um, I, just trying to make sure all your I's are dotted, T's are crossed as far as the car goes, but then just making sure personally that all your your equipment's ready as far as right. personal you know, safety equipment, everything. Yeah, you're, you're just mentally preparing yourself trying to look back on last season of what you did right, what you did wrong. Right. Um, and just build on that. And I've had a little bit longer off season than what everybody else did. Cause I missed the last two races of the year, uh, being gone to school and whatnot. But, right. but this ain't my first, you know, it, it helps being at a track that I always run at. So, you know, not a whole lot has changed there. It's just going to be a matter of, I stripped this car all the way down and we put it all the way back together and, I, you know, I, I think it's helped. I think it's helped tremendously from what I've seen just working on the car already. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I think we're going to have a good show on Friday night. Nice. Well, best of luck to you. Oh, so it's Friday night that the races it is, are coming it, It'll be okay. Friday night for me. Okay, so I'll make sure to share it out on all social media platforms. Be on the lookout for that. 
A little quick two notes here. One, we've obviously changed some stuff around. If you were looking for last week's episode on YouTube that has not come out yet, I've had to deal with baby stuff and take care of the baby. So I'm I'm finding it tough to sit down and edit the video. I'm trying to get there as quickly as I can. Two, next week we are going to have the leader of Erskine. I believe his name's Johnny. And... So we're not going to do the normal race breakdowns and everything like that. So just be on the lookout for that next week. We're going to have the guys from Erska on talking about how that race series started and all that good stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. So just bear with us for YouTube. We're going to try to get back on there as quickly as possible. I'm trying my hardest to edit both audio, video, and take care of the baby and take care of the wife and get ready for a course coming up here in a week. A lot of things going on here, a lot of moving parts, but it should be up before, you know, maybe not the whole clip of clip itself the episode charlie yeah hopefully everything's going well for everyone out there listening to us here on rambling about race and whether you're on your regular podcast platform or burns radio wherever you're listening to us we really do appreciate it we really do appreciate the support and follow us on twitter and facebook keep that up keep sharing and retreating and all that good stuff and keep it get us booming out there in the nascar community one day we'll make it i feel with the support of our loyal fan base charlie Question of the week last week was, do you see NASCAR starting an E-series, such as an electronic series, in the future, along with the Trucks, Xfinity, Cup, and Arca series? going to start it off with you. Not in the near future, no. I think that's still a ways out, only because, I mean, NASCAR hadn't too long went to the EFI. So, right. Uh, I mean, they haven't too long got away from carbureted engines, and. Let's face it, I, I, they're a long way away from uh, the technology's there, sure, but I, they're a long way away from trying to start that series. They're struggling, my opinion, struggling still with keeping the fan base. Sure, you, I, I think other series can pull that off with ND and stuff like that, but I just don't think NASCAR is the series that you want to attempt that with. Okay, I, I don't think the roots, uh, the grassroots, and stuff like that, the the fan base that supports this, I don't think that's what they want to see. All right. I, I see it. Well, now with the raising, rising gas prices, gas prices, I don't know with what they're like there in South Alabama, but I know they're over $4 here in South Carolina. It, it's getting ridiculous out there. I dare say if they want to continue with racing, it's going to be sooner rather than later. Maybe not. I'd say maybe the next five years, we'll start hearing more definitive talks about it, but I don't see it anytime like, Next year or the year after, I'd say maybe five years from now, that would put it 2027. We'll probably see an E-Series talked about and introduced maybe on the track, cars on the track as as early as 2030. But I I mean, I'm kind of with you. I don't see it right now. I don't see like fan bases getting behind it. Everybody wants to go to NASCAR to experience the roar of the engines, the smell of the ethanol. There's just a few things that you can't take away from NASCAR, and, and, this, and overwhelming the senses, such as hearing and smell, is part of that for me. I feel like that's yeah. it, it, it's going to be in the future. I feel, but give it another what another eight years or so, and maybe we'll see something. It's going to have to be on a much smaller scale. Yeah, it really well. is. Uh, well, that was our question of the week. Let us know what you think using hashtag what you think ITM to let us know if you think a e racing series will come up later in the future, sooner rather than later. Well, give us your opinions on that, and definitely give us your thoughts on our question of the week, which would be here in our final thoughts of the episode. 
Charlie, before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire. There you can find the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, you name it, we got it. And if we don't have it, you just tell us what you want made up and we'll make it up. And Charlie, we got a very special discount code this month. And what is that discount code? Yeah, guys, uh, go on there, enter discount code TUF, T-U-F-F. F, tough. And what's significant about tough? That's my baby boy's name. All right. That's that, my dog's name. That's his dog's name. And, we'll, <laughs> and I tell you what, Charlie, for that, we're going to give them 20% off of all their orders from now till the end of March using discount code tough, T-U-F-F, at Teespring and Bonfire. Links will be in the podcast description below, as well as a YouTube video below. Go check it out. And remember, discount code tough from now to the end of March for 20% out off your orders. All right, Charlie, Las Vegas, Truck Xfinity Cup. We had all three series on track. First of all, impressions of the weekend from your standpoint. Um, didn't get to see the Truck Series race. You missed a good one. You missed yeah, a great I, race. I heard it was pretty good. Oh, it was uh, great. So, being I didn't get to see it, I did hear that Chandler Smith got DQ'd. No, he didn't. Uh, Chandler Smith did not get DQ'd. Who, who was it that won the race? Somebody got DQ'd. Chandler Smith won the race. And let me see if I can get you damage view. Let's see. I can't see. And I'm not seeing anybody here on NASCAR.com that got disqualified. I, I think I saw something about that, but I didn't really think about it. I think it was whoever was in the fourth place position was, mm. but I, I can't for the life of story on that because I just kind of brushed by it. There was a lot going on Friday night. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a great race. Chandler Smith won the truck race. Overall, it was a good weekend. I, I, like, you missed the truck race. I missed the Xfinity race because I had family in town. We were dealing with stuff yep. and, and the baby. I mean, I tell you what, Charlie, with the baby now, it is tougher to focus solely on NASCAR. I want to take care of the baby. You know, I want, I want to help Caroline out as much as I can take care of the baby. So it's, 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 it's not really a balancing act. It's take care of the baby. Okay, but I I did listen to the end of the Xfinity race on the radio. We're going to get back to that here in a second. But the truck race was a really fun race to watch. And I must say, for it being what it was and running kind of wide open there, there were a lot of lots of drama, lots of drama there at the end. Chandler Smith eking out a win. But I tell you what, man, Matt Benedetto. Second top 10 in two races that they have run. He's not off the radar yet. He's running consistently, but I think he needs more of those top fives instead of vice top 10s in order to be a name thrown around there towards the end of the season. Yeah, I will have to agree with you there. You know, if you're if you're taking that caliber of a driver that everybody was thinking he was that deserved, you know, a top tier cup ride, he needs he needs to start cranking out some top fives, possibly a win here pretty quick. Yeah, and and I'm not going to lie. The first is the start of the season. I didn't think Matt DiBenedetto, I think he'd be a backmarker there in the truck series. Unfortunately, saying that because, I mean, we've all built up Matt DiBenedetto to this point where he is, you know, something more than we put on the table, I feel, as far as the NASCAR community. Everybody likes him. There's nobody out there that I've heard that says Matt DiBenedetto is just the worst human being in the world. Nobody likes him. And I find that to be false because everybody seems to really like Matt Benedetto. Mm -hmm. But being liked and being 
good on the racetrack and having that consistency is not one and the same. Everybody likes, it seems like, let's see here, Corey LaJoy, but he's not producing. I mean, he's running better this year than he did in the past few years with the new Gen 7 car. But being liked does not give you that top-tier ride, as I'm sure you know, being in racing all your life. But Matt Benedetto is starting to surprise me. He's starting to change my mind about his, my, his position there as far as running in the truck series. I think it's good for him. I think eventually maybe he'll go up in the Xfinity Series 1 or 2, but I think he's going to end up being a Matt Crafton in the truck series. He's going to be he's going to be a regular there. Yeah, and that's and that's probably the best series for him. You know, maybe it's going to take a couple more races and he'll get a little more consistent or a little more comfortable, so to speak. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the first thing that came to mind. Second thing that came to mind: Junior Motorsports is dominating again. Noah Gregson finishing second, Josh Berry fourth, Justin Allgaier who dominated the race finishing mm-hmm. fifth, and unfortunately. Sam Mayer Sam, finishing Sam 25th. Sam Mayer was strong, had led, led he, quite a few laps. He did, but, I mean, again, Junior Motorsports flexing their muscles there at a mile-and-a-half track. This was completely different than Daytona. This was completely different than Fontana. I think we finally got to see who's going to be in championship talks in all three series, not just the Xfinity and truck, but the race was won by Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs had a little run-in, though, early, there, early in the race, from Ryan Sieg, you caught the Xfinity race? You know, for one, I mean, it snowed there in the Xfinity series, which is rare to see. I never see. It's been a while since I've seen a snow delay. Oh yeah. So and, I mean, and in Las Vegas, and in Las Vegas to boot. But seeing that, it was kind of like, wow, man, this is crazy. I I want to say it was you know, it was just one of those things that who could have predicted that. But Ryan Sieg brought up a good point. I mean, Ty Gibbs kind of he didn't move him out of the way. I think he just got him loose and pushed him up and. Ryan Sieg lost the truck. Yeah, uh, uh, lost he the car. Really, he didn't touch him, but at the same time, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, it, it was clear as day. He buried that car off in the corner, and he just packed the air in there. And and we're on like what lap four, lap six. Right. It was early. I in mean, the come race. on. I if mean, you, and you, if you got that much better car, there's there's no reason to have to do that. Right. I mean, this 19 year old kid is not making friends, but he's winning races. He won. I, he won the race. I mean, are you out there? I get. I get. I get that he's. He might have won the race, but eventually, I don't think that feud's over. He may not make it through the next race. Well, then answer me this, Charlie: Are you out there to win races or make friends? I get it. I yeah. You gonna? Yeah, he won that race, but it ain't from the lack of somebody not trying to get retaliation. Right, and it, it's such a fine line there, I feel. I mean, when you're out there at South Alabama Speedway, you're out there to win. You're Now, you're not going to – I've never seen you run over someone, at least I haven't. I know you have in the past, but I haven't seen you in the past few years watching you intentionally wreck someone, intentionally run over someone. If you're faster than them, you just find a way around them. Now, can you see Ty Gibbs' position where, you know, hey, I have – According to Ryan Sieg, and he's not wrong on this, the best car in the field, the fastest car in the field, and it's just one of those things where do you need does Ty Gibbs need to learn patience, or is Ryan Sieg just blowing this out of proportion? Because I mean, no, I don't think Ryan was blowing it out of proportion at all. Not maybe at the end, maybe even halfway through stage three. Okay, maybe. Yeah, but on lap four, lap six, whatever it was, I mean, we weren't even a lap ten. Right, and you're you're burying it off in there. 
like like he did. I mean, it was clear as day in the video. Yeah, he didn't touch him, but you don't have to go into speeds. All you got to do is just pack the air in there, and it's going to move him out the way. Right, and and that's unfortunate for Ryan Sieg. I mean, he's not the top-tier runner that I think he could be. I think he's a talented driver, but I wanted to get your input on that. And just, I mean, the Xfinity race, I mean, like I said, I missed a lot of it. I heard the caution came out, and I was bummed about Justin Allgaier because I, Justin Allgaier's pick, it seems like, all the time in the Xfinity series. So it was tough to see him not win the race. But, I mean, with the way Junior Motorsports is running, dare I say they might be a Junior Motorsports driver in victory lane at Phoenix next week. I mean, Noah Gregson hadn't finished outside the top three yet this year. Yeah, and, and that's so. Noah Gregson, one of those guys that it seems like everybody really likes in the Xfinity series. I'm, I'm not a big fan of his. I mean, I don't really know him. I'm sure I'm just really starting to get to understand the guy. It's like, man, yeah, I mean, I, I like all the guys. I like the older guys. I like the Matt Craftons and the Justin all guys, the established teams and, and drivers in, in, that, in, in a particular series. Vice, just a new up-and-comer. I mean, Noah Gregson's been there a while, but just doesn't do it for me, man. I don't know what it is. No, I understand that. But, yeah, that, I mean, like I said, I didn't really catch the majority of the race, but we are going to talk a little bit about the Cup Series race, won by Alex Bowman. They're on a strategy call by his crew chief taking two tires, which I thought he was going to be eaten up by Kyle Busch and the rest of the field. But the big thing, again, in the Cup Series, Charlie, tires. And we've seen... A number of tire failures now in Fontana. We saw a number of tire failures in Las Vegas. Is this something that NASCAR needs to address right now before we go to Phoenix and say either allocate unlimited amount of tires, more tires, or, I mean, what's the deal here, man? It's not a number of tire issue. Right. It's, it's a, just a general tire issue. It's a tire wear so issue. It's more, is it more Goodyear then? Vice. I think it is. I think it's more a Goodyear issue. Like they're going to have to figure something out. I mean, these sidewalls are less, but these tires are wider. I just there's there's something there that we're you know that we're missing that they got to figure out. I mean, just for lack of better words. And I hate to say it, but I mean NASCAR and Goodyear have tested this car for well over two years now. It's been on the track for more than two years, and we've seen. And I feel like by now. This issue would have came up somewhere along the lines in testing. I feel like it would have came up. Yeah, I, I don't know somewhere if they, if they just if they pushed it like they are right now in but, in testing though. Right, and that's the problem. Who wants to push a brand new car throughout what it is, you know, in its mm-hmm. developmental stage? But I feel like you have to. Yeah, you, you got to. You have to I push mean, these tires, or else they, I think we this would have been figured out if not by the end of twenty twenty, somewhere in twenty twenty one. During the testing of this car, and and this problem would have never come up, but now we're seeing it weekly. We're seeing more tires go down. We're seeing more tire failures than I've seen ever. I mean, this is like kind of reminiscent to me of what happened in 2008 at Indy where it was just a horrible show. As good as the racing's been since Daytona, I feel like the tires are going to be the... Achilles' heel of this whole season. I mean, NASCAR is on a t- on, on an upward swing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, because the racing's been the racing's been great, spectacular. I mean, it's been one hundred percent spectacular. But now I feel like the tires are going to cause that upward swing to to stall, and and it's going to fall because people are not going to want to watch a race where they're going to have to throw competition cautions every fifty la- forty laps or so. Let's say forty, just to be on the conservative side, because. A fear of tires going down 
or teams are going to not be able to do what Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman did at the end of the race and take two tires because of fear of a tire fail. And instead of finishing in the top five, possibly a win, you're going to finish 20th, 25th, 30th. You know, it's just to me, I, I think it's kind of unacceptable. It's unacceptable to me at this point where NASCAR has tested this car for more than two years and Goodyear's had a chance to look at the tires and engineer the tires to the point where they'll survive a two-tire run vice a four-tire run. It's unacceptable to me. Now, we've seen tire problems in the past with compounds, but I feel like this issue needs to be addressed, and it needs to be addressed before we go to Phoenix, before we go to Atlanta in a few weeks, a brand-new track, brand-new configuration of Atlanta road courses. We're going to have to see a change in this. I, you know, we say tire, and what is it primarily blowing out? The left rear? Yeah, I've seen the rear tires blow out more. It's more the right side, right rear, left so rear. So on I mean, the old car, it was primarily a right front right? because of how aggressive some of these teams were getting. So now that they can adjust the toe and camber in the rear, can we not say that some of it may be the teams? Some of it may be the amount of adjustment that they're putting in the rear? Right. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I feel like it's 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 an, it's an avoidable issue, but it's an issue nonetheless that NASCAR needs to, and Goodyear. I think Goodyear needs to step up and say, look, we need to figure this out. I'm sure they already have since Fontana. I, think, I don't think fans are going to appreciate too many more weekends of tire issues. And I, know well, I, mean, the, and I don't know the teams. I don't think either. the teams are going to want it either just for the sheer fact of I don't think Gibbs has another backup car. Yeah, out I mean, west with them. So, and Kyle Bush, even and and that's a good thing. We're going to talk about Kyle Bush's dominance of the race. I feel. Oh, we're going to talk about Kyle Bush. Oh yeah, to me, it's unacceptable the level of engineering that has gone into this car and into this tire that NASCAR and Goodyear are experiencing. This shifting gears to Kyle Bush. I know we're going pretty fast here, folks. We got some stuff going on here. We got some scheduling conflicts here going on. So hopefully, we're not pushing too far. Speaking of Kyle Busch, man, I, I tell you what, going from a backup car and having the dominating performance that he did, and, and I don't know if you saw it, the pictures of him, the, the car coming off the hauler, were, it was just a car. It, was like, it looked like a test car from early 2000s at Daytona. Yeah, yeah. it had Denny Hamlin's back glass, and yeah. I mean, I mean, didn't have a seat in it, didn't <laughs> have nothing. Which kind of leads me to think of this. I know Didn't Denny, have an engine in it. Denny Hamlin's running like crap. Lately, like earlier in, in the early parts of this season, he's in the not even in the top twenty in points. I mean, were they expecting Denny Hamlin to wreck the car first? I mean, they had Denny Hamlin's back nameplate on there. To me, I mean, I mean, that's kind of jinxing Denny Hamlin here. But I digress. What that team did, what Joe Gibbs' organization as a whole did during that race week and getting that car ready, and for Kyle Busch to finish fourth in that race after leading a good amount of the race, it looked like he was going to win until that late race caution. Where Eric Jones wrecked, I mean, Bubba almost schwacked him, man. I mean, that was really close. I'm surprised NASCAR didn't throw a caution faster than that, which caused Bubba to wreck. What Kyle Busch did there was amazing, and that team did there was amazing. It goes to show, and I go, and I'm kind of contradicting myself here, it goes to show what happened there with the car and, and how adjustable that car is to get for go from nothing, a shell of a car, a rolling chassis, as one might say, to a race-ready vehicle overnight. Overnight, decaled, wrapped, engine, transmission, rear end, setup. I mean, the whole works, the whole shebang. I mean, bravo NASCAR for developing a car like that. You know, I mean, we still got to work on the tire issue, but bravo for developing a car like that. It's a really good car. 
and it was great racing overall Sunday. It's one of those cases, you know, last year if a car got out front, it could pretty much stay out front. No, yep. It was very hard to run the leader down. We've seen multiple leaders, multiple lead changes throughout a race. It's just been good racing this year. But back on the Kyle Bush thing and talking about having to go to a backup and, and doing what he did Sunday, you know, hats off to him and that team. But at the same time, be happy with a fourth place finish. Don't start blasting the winner, Alex Bowman, <laughs> because your butt hurt that they only took two tires and won the race and out strategized you and won the race. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and don't get your panties in a wad and start saying, "Well, you know, he just backs into everything, right. backs into a win or whatever, you know, and just f this and yada yada yada." And come on, man, you know this. This is so a reason class. why yeah. a lot of people don't like him. Is yeah. That right there, like grow up, and and I mean, kind of shades of Bubba Wallace to me. Not really, yeah, because, I, no kidding. Bubba, I mean, there's a reason why they all drive for Gibbs. I guess I, 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 mean, I don't know. I mean, that makes sense right there. I mean, I didn't like his statement. I feel like he got outplayed. I hope I hope Bowman makes a T-shirt. Yeah, right. I back into the wind there, but I, I mean, I feel I feel like I mean he he didn't. I mean, there was a good strategy call on pit road. Green, white, checkered. Mm-hmm. I, I was expecting everybody to take four tires. When I saw the 48 and 5, Larson and Bowman take two tires, I was like, either that was the best call they made, or by the time they get to turn three, they're going to be dropping like a stone. And it was a good race to the finish. Both drivers were holding on to it. They held on to their cars, and Bowman came out on top. And I can understand yeah. Kyle Busch's frustration because he had the car to beat. I mean, Truex exhausted all of his means in order to get there to the finish. And essentially, just stop Kyle Busch in his tracks, and Kyle Busch actually stopped Truex in his tracks and won the race there, right there before the Eric Jones accident. But man, I tell you what, I hate it for Kyle Busch. I hate it for that team because they they were looking like they were going to win. But I also love it for Hendrick Motorsports and what they did, especially with the donations every lap a Hendrick driver led, donating to what's going on there in Ukraine and their efforts efforts there. Good on them. Good for. Uh, Rick Hendrick to do, but it's just one of those things, yeah. man. Where uh, better to be lucky than good. And strategy played out a big part of that. Yeah, no doubt. While while we're on this, I, going back to the Xfinity race and me talking about somebody that got disqualified, the it truck, truck race. race. It, yeah. it, it, it was the Xfinity race, and the reason why this was interested, well, the who, reason why who got disqualified. It, so it was the zero seven car that had won the week prior with oh oh uh, uh, Cole Custer. Cole Custer. Right. So, but it got, it was Joe Graff Jr. that got disqualified in that car. I can't remember exactly why it was that he got disqualified. It makes me wonder sometimes of most of these the Xfinity teams ran the same car they ran at Fontana. Right. So, what was different between that? So, what week, was different between, between then and there with a different driver besides that the primary sponsor that was on that car was also the sponsor of the race. Get your tinfoil hats on, ladies and gentlemen, because I feel a conspiracy theory here. That's the only thing that really bothers me on that. I don't know, man. I I don't go too deep in that. That's a good point. That's a good good point, man. I mean, mean, you you bring up a good argumentative point there. I mean... I didn't like I said I didn't watch the Xfinity race. I mean race. I know this ain't a debate team, but you know it's it's worth most, a mention. Most of these teams ran the same car, so yeah, it's worth a mention. Going, I know we're flip flopping back and yeah, forth. Yeah, I know. Folks, I, but, I um, just it hit me. I, I knew I had took a screenshot of it when I saw it, 
uh, to remind myself. And I was flipping back through the pictures real quick. And I was like, oh, never mind. I, I know who it was. He got disqualified now. But two drivers I want to point out here. Eric Almirola in his final season in NASCAR before he retires at the end of the season. Another top 10 finish. Great on him. I mean, he's having a stellar season. Why couldn't he do this two, three years ago and keep doing this? I don't know what. It might be the new car. He's just getting a grip on it better. But Ross Chastain, man, I, I was really pulling for him. I thought he was going to have a legitimate shot of winning. And when that caution came out, if I tell you what, if Bowman or Larson did not put on two tires, I felt like he would have raced Kyle yeah. Busch really hard for a win. And so that's another thing. Okay. Uh, I saw a statement that he made. Man, it feels good to be a to be in a top tier cup something or another. I, I can't remember his exact words. Right. But I was like, all right, Ross, you know, let's yeah. pump let's, the brakes, let's, buddy. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's maybe run consistently up front a little more yeah. often don't let before this, you start just going off making bold statements. Yeah, don't let you this know, be before a flash. you put your foot in your mouth. Do not, Ross Chastain, do not let this be a flash in the pan moment. Prove us wrong. Prove everybody wrong that this wasn't a fluke. Because right now, everybody's seeing it as a fluke that yeah. he was up there. Not saying he's yeah. not a bad driver. Not saying, well, let me rephrase yeah, that. Yeah. Not saying he's not a good driver because he's up there and, for and a reason. And not saying he's not deserving of, of good runs. Or Trackhouse, who's in their yeah. second season of the Cup Series, merged with uh, or took over Ganassi Racing after they folded yep. shop. I mean, they got a stout organization there. They really do. But, dude, this is your first top three finish in the Cup Series. Let's pump the brakes let's, a little. Yeah, let's, let's hold up a I little mean, bit. I mean, last week... Uh, Daniel Suarez had a good let's, run, and let's keep your yeah track house. Let's is, keep you let's keep your eyesight forward if you can. Yeah, I mean, don't look right here and no, like oh we no finished, pun intended. You know, yeah, right. We we finished one race in the top five or in the top three. That's great. Look forward to next week. It's like we did well next week. Let's duplicate the results. And I dare say, by the end of the season, if he keeps doing that, he's going to be a championship. Yeah, no, no be championship no, yeah, He'll get a win, and, you know, I, I wouldn't even doubt it if uh, Eric Jones maybe squeezed, squeezed out a win. Yo, yeah, he ran uh, very well. Too, he's, it's the, two races in a row that he's ran I- extremely well or, or been consistently running top ten. Yeah, Eric Jones has been impressing me as well there in the Richard Petty machine and and Ty Gibbs as well, man. Those, that, it seems like everybody's on a regular playing field, but my fear is – it's good seeing not one driver or team run away with it, but it just takes that one driver and team, let's just say Kyle Busch and Joe Gibbs, as a pick a name out of the air, to figure out something about these cars and run away with it. Mm-hmm. It just takes that one eureka moment in order to do that. Yeah, so watch no out for that. Real quick before we go, I know this is a kind of a short episode. Race of the weekend for you, Charlie. I didn't get to see the truck series race, so I can't, I can't say it. I, I mean, I enjoyed the Xfinity race, but... Once again, I'd, I'd have to go with the – I'm going to go with the Xfinity race again. I, right. I enjoyed it. it. That was a good race. Yeah, race of the weekend for me was the Cup Series. Didn't get, watch the catch – I didn't catch the Xfinity Series, but I did catch the Truck Series. Looking forward to all three series coming up here. Let me give you a quick rundown before we head off here. Truck Series is going to be off this weekend. Their next race will be March 19th at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Starting in Phoenix, Saturday, March 12th, at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1, that's going to be your Xfinity race from Phoenix. And then March 13th, Sunday, March 13th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox, that's going to be your Cup Series race from Phoenix. Real quick before we get in on our final thoughts, how did Danica Patrick do in a broadcast? I thought she did great. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
All right, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. I, right. You know, I, I didn't leave. think she did very good in the SRX series when she whenever I thought she, she did brought great in the SRX series. So, I, you know, I just think she throws some stuff out there and we'll see what happens. I, I, think, I, I thought she did a good job. Make it stick. But anyway, anything else before we wrap up today's show? Nope. That's it. That's really all I got. All so. right. Let's get into our final thoughts. Yeah. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go on there, that's where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. All right, wrapping up today's episode. Again, short episode. Sorry about that, folks, but sometimes quality is better than quantity. Sometimes the short shows are the best shows. And I know we packed a lot in there. Again, next week we're going to be talking to Erska, so be ready on the lookout for that. Fantasy land standings from Rambling About Racing's fantasy series. You want you want to read it off? Yeah, I'll, I'll read it off. Okay, I, I take it you're gonna I, I take it you're gonna read from yeah. twelfth to first now. Uh, well, you know, we'll just yeah, we'll, you know, tied for thirteenth at zero points is shaking bacon on his don't, don't even read those guys anymore, Charlie. Yeah, okay, I just won't. You know, whatever. Super Sumo sitting in twelfth with four ten. B nine three with four hundred fifteen points is eleventh. S Blades with four hundred thirty four points is tenth. Forty three and me with four hundred. 55 points is not smoking woody with 457 points is eight my co-host here is seventh with 459 points smr r&d is four uh sixth with 472 points summer's racing is fifth with 475 points uh, SMR Operations, 486 points at fourth place. Z Cleave, seven, is third with 496 points. Matt Camper is second with 505 points. And Chuck, 8384, is first with 564 points. I'll catch you. I'll catch you eventually. Give, give me to the all-star break, and I'll catch you there. Okay. Okay. All right, <laughs> All right bud. All right, this week in NASCAR, March 5th, 1978, David Pearson rallies from a late spin, passes Benny Parsons, and drives to victory in the Carolina 500 at Rockingham's Motor Speedway. It is the 100th win for David Pearson's illustrious career. And our question of the week, I dare say, is probably going to be this. Uh, We talked about it last week's show, and we're just going to keep it simple. Who is the better driver, Richard Petty or Dale Earnhardt? We're going to leave it up to everybody out there and rambling about racing nation. Make sure to use hashtag what do you think ITM, not only for this year, this week's question of the week, but also last week's question of the week, should you want to chime in on that. And Charlie, anything else before we wrap it up here? No, I'm good. All right, bud. Well, thanks for taking the time to be with us this week. And if with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. 
here on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week, wherever you listen to your podcast. We really do appreciate it. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do, not only for us here at Rambling About Racing, but for what they do for Burns Radio as well. Make sure to follow Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to stay in the loop what's going on here with Rambling About Racing and what's going on in the motorsports world. For Charlie Herc, it's Chuck8384. I'm Matt Beamer, mbeamer22 on Twitter. Stay safe, and we'll see you in a couple weeks to cover Atlanta.